Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things about This is How Not to Be a Miserable Cow podcast. And I am on the line with my very good friend, Denise Greenway. Denise. Hey. Super excited to be here. I listened to some of your podcasts earlier while I was working. Very nice. Well, I like to get started with a couple of questions about your, the person that I'm talking to and who they are and what they do and all that stuff. But before I do, I just wanted to tell everybody, by popular demand, I took a poll. I asked everybody what they wanted to talk about. And everybody wanted to talk about sex. Well, yeah. And I was like, okay, it's not my fault. You guys want to talk about it. So just just to preface, if you have children in the room, you might want to put their earmuffs on before we get started. Go give them a movie or something. Yeah. All right. So, Miss Greenway, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from, okay. what you do? Um, what I do. I do a lot of things. Um <laughs> I'm 27, going on 70, like an old lady every day. Um, I've done a little bit of everything. I grew up in Georgia um, in kind of like a rough family. And I got into porn when I was 18 and did that for a little bit. Um, Actually, it's how I paid off all my medical bills. At the time, I thought paying off medical bills was important. I didn't realize that everybody has medical bills. (laughs) But... But so I did that for a little bit. I've bartended, um, I've ran gyms, and now I pretty much just live solely on my modeling content, which is also my photography content. Um, we shoot most of the stuff, either Nick shoots it of me or I shoot it of myself, which sounds very 2018. Uh, but it's uh, a little bit easier to shoot yourself naked in the middle of nowhere if you can just set up a tripod, get it done, and get out. So I <laughs> went from technically being a sex worker to now selling sexual with no sex in them. It's a little bit of like I reverted back. <laughs> um, and then we do a lot of conservation work. We help pull um, trash out of the ocean. We currently work with primates and giving them better care until they move on with their life. Um, I'm also a mother. I have a five-year-old. I raised her for four years by myself, so I know a little bit about dating with a kid as well and uh, having a trying to have a sex life with a small person in your life. So, um, yeah, I've got a weird lifestyle, huh? And you're engaged. You're engaged. Yeah, yeah, I'm engaged. Um, getting married is expensive and a lot of paperwork, and so we haven't set a date or planned it at all. It's a whole other deal. Yeah, it always, I always it cracks me up with people like plan these weddings like four years out. I'm like, good luck, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I kind of, you know, I kind of just want to do like a either in the woods or on the beach. Just everybody get together and, like, have a party. Like, Nick and I will sign the papers somewhere else. We don't need, like, all the crazy vows and, like, this huge ceremony. I'd rather just be, like, this gigantic party where people give us gifts. Yeah. That's really, that's really the only uh, – that's, like, the best part about a wedding, right? It's, like, the food. Everybody's drunk. You get to wear something cool. And at the next day, you get a bunch of gifts, which most of the time is cash. 
literally the best part about a wedding is the party. It's just yeah. having well, like, your people. Have the rest of it. <laughs> Fuck the rest <laughs> of it. Let's just do the party. <laughs> well, so I think the biggest thing, like when we're talking about all this stuff, because you know, we've hung out, we've had lots of conversations about all these different things. And like, it comes down to this, I feel like for most women, it doesn't really like what age you are, what stage you are of life. Like a lot of times people talk about like at a certain age, like they're just like their sex life just cracked off or like they hit their sexual peak and then they like couldn't. And I do feel like there's something to that. Like when I hit probably 27 28 I like my pants were on fire I thought I was gonna die like I needed to do it all the time right (laughs) but you know it has a lot to do with your life and your lifestyle and if you've got kids running around in 27 28 years old you got toddlers and stuff like that it might not be the same way it might be like I'm tired I can't handle like even thinking about sex there's kids climbing in my bathroom like but Whatever, wherever you're at, whatever stage of life you're at, whoever you're with, I just want to preface it by saying, like, I'm not encouraging people to go out and just have, like, random sex with strangers. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm talking about, like, in order for us to be healthy females and us to be healthy adults, what does it take for your sex life to be active and healthy and for you to enjoy sex or for you to enjoy orgasms? if they were having sex with someone. (laughs) Well, and I think a lot of times with women too, like it gets so, everything gets so suppressed because anytime that you are sexual, especially like me as a mother, you know, um, people sometimes are like, well, you can't be sexual. You have a kid. And I'm like, no, I, I want her to also be in control of her sexuality because when she's a, an, a small adult, I want her to know, yes, I, I am okay with this. And no, I'm not okay with that. And I think that that kind of power, like knowing what you want and what you like and how you're going to get that, it makes you a more secure female. You're not so needy. Cause you right. can ju- and, and you're not looking for, you're not looking for love in the wrong places because right. you think that, that sex is what, like going to bring you love because it's not. Right. So I think that's, a, that's definitely something to be said for that. And then the other part of that, it's like, we can just touch on this for a second. I don't want to get stuck on it, but I feel like so many women, especially older than us, like really, really, really were shamed for their sexuality and for sex and for feeling good about sex and things like that. And so it created a culture of like shame, shame based everything, which then led women to never enjoy sex. They felt bad, you know that they don't they don't get good sex and just be like well this is the way it is i've been with this man for forever and we don't have good sex instead of trying to find what it is that they like right right and so uh, here's what i wanted to go over with you because i feel like you've got this figured out for sure i feel like there's probably two or three main things that like set people up for like great sex and i I will let you tell me if you think some of these are, and I'll tell you what I think some of these are. But for okay. me, I'll say number one way to set yourself up for great sex is to constantly, like, it has nothing to do with anyone else. Like, constantly do things that make yourself feel and look good. Oh, Taking yeah. Taking care of yourself, getting in, like, essential sexual place with yourself, whether it's, like, shaving your legs every day. 
or taking a shower <laughs> or like whatever it is for you, because maybe it's not like straight up. I just need to like shave my legs every day. Maybe you don't give a shit. But for me, I know like doing things like that, like taking baths at night, huge for me, shaving my legs every day, huge for me, like making yeah, sure that I girl. Sleep. I live, I live like in the woods in an RV and I don't have hair. Like that's just, that's a clear cut thing for me. Like if I'm going to have sex, I am not going to have hair. Right. So it's like for me to feel great and to feel like I'm like somebody who can be a sexual being, I have to look and feel and smell good. So yeah. Taking care of like the basics and like making sure that, I'm setting myself up for set for success in that arena. Like if you're around your kids all day long and they're climbing all over you and they're slipping their iPads under the door because they want you to put in your password and they're like, you know, you're changing shitty diapers and whatever, whatever, whatever. Go take a fucking bath. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just like I, I, we don't really do like a lot of babysitters or stuff like that, but I feel like for parents, even if you have to sacrifice just like an, because I don't think that people should only have sex at night. I think that that's weird. Like if you're not doing it during the day too, then it's kind of strange. Um, but even if you just, Hey, small person, here's a movie, go watch that. And here's some snacks, like just prepare them to like be in one place for a minute. So you know where they are and that they're okay. And then, if, like, there's nothing wrong with a quickie. I feel like everybody's always, like, or maybe it's more so dudes, like, shaming quickies. Like, oh, I didn't last longer. But, but there is <laughs> a quickie is, like, a daytime quickie is, like, the best thing on the planet. Because you can just get what you need and move on with your life. Right. It doesn't it's have to be this drawn huge. out. Yeah. That's a very good point. I feel like okay, more so, parents should have quickies. Exactly. And then, and then the other thing with that is, like, if you do, if that's what you do, like, don't don't like feel so freaked out about your kid coming around. Like you've got to let that shit go. Like people freaking out in, in the closet or like, worried that their kid might hear them or whatever. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, go. I actually have a, I have a really funny story. Um, <laughs> one morning I was like eating breakfast and I, I had to like, I'm, I'm lucky that I thought of this on the fly, but Callie asked me, she said, mommy, why do you cry sometimes at night? And I was like, well, I'm like, I'm not a crier. So I was like really confused. And she's like, yeah, sometimes you and Nick are together and you're crying. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, you know how mommy goes to the gym. Well, sometimes Nick gives me these back massages and they make me cry because they, Oh, they that. and she was like, well, don't let him do that to you. And I was like, Oh, it's fine. It's good for me. <laughs> And she doesn't know any different. She's like, okay, apparently when Nick gives mommy back massage, she makes weird noises. Super painful. Yeah, but they're <laughs> not going to hurt your child by having a healthy sex life. People right. got to yeah, move on. And then the other thing, and this is what I wanted you kind of to touch on too, is like getting in that position where you're doing things and seeing yourself as a sexy person like to me like if you really sat there and like look across the board at like women some of the sexiest women to me are not like in perfect shape with like abs and like whatever there's so many different like forms and sizes of sexy and 
being really, really comfortable in your own skin and then knowing how to like see yourself as a sexual being. And that's what I wanted you to talk about. If you've got any input. Yeah. I think some of that comes from, like you said, like setting yourself up to feel sexual. Like I'm not someone that I have to be like perfectly groomed or um, anything like that. But if I can do something small, like I wake up and put on like a little bit of makeup that day, it makes me feel a little bit better. Or I wear like a cute kind of like sexy outfit, like a crop top or something. And like just small things. If you, as you're doing this, you're like telling yourself, you're like, oh, that looks great. It, it's crazy how over time, just like those self affirmations are really good. Because at one point I did not have a very good after, you know, I got divorced and, um, I had a baby sitting in my lap as a single mom carrying her everywhere. You just don't feel super sexy. And so doing small like self affirmations, like just getting ready and being like, yeah, I look fucking good. I don't give a shit if I have abs or if I ran 10 miles yesterday or if I ate fucking Cheetos, like I'm a sexual person. And if somebody doesn't like the way I look, well fuck them because I'm great in bed. So I'm going to move on. And <laughs> having that type of like, not like a narcissist, but having that type of confidence carries over because then whenever you want to try something new you're not scared to ask for it and you're also not the person sitting in the background like oh I don't know like you know if I, I really always thought about anal but I just I just can't uh if I ask or what if that happens like you're secure with yourself and you're just I'm gonna try this if something goes wrong it goes wrong and if the person I'm with is freaked out by that then eh, well maybe that's not the right person to be with you want to make sure that the person that you're around too is also comfortable with their sexuality and they're comfortable with you. Cause if there's not like that line of trust there, then you're never going to be able to be like really open, you know? Yeah. And there definitely has to be like communication about yeah. what you want and you have to be able to like come to grips with, if you like something talking about it and yeah. if you don't like something talking about it. And, and there I has to be, there has to be a, a sort of a, to me, I think there's some certain things that women just like rule out because they're afraid of them and they like are absolutely against, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. But maybe they just haven't done it with the right person. And maybe right. they need somebody to teach them how to do it. And yeah. those are things that like, I, that took me that because I was like, it took me a long time to try new things and figure out what it was exactly that I liked. And so sometimes you need somebody to you can't just be completely closed mind to everything. You've got to give things a try because now there's things that I never would have done that are my favorite. <laughs> right. I feel like that too with um, couples, I think sometimes jump into threesomes and they're just like, Oh, our sex life is dying. Let's just go have a threesome. I feel like that's the worst time to have a threesome. Like if your sex life is bad and you guys go sleep with someone else and it's good, then you're always going to associate good sex with having someone else. You know. Um, <laughs> So instead, like, fix your own self and then maybe bring somebody else in. And I think with that, too, with women, like, guys don't, I don't think guys give a fuck. Like, you could tell a dude, we're going to go bang seven different people tonight. They'd be like, okay, cool. Uh, where's the vodka? Like, they are not ever going to care most of the time. I'm pretty sure you can get away with anything with men sexually and fine with it. So I think that women need to kind of set the boundaries because men are not going to do that. So if you're going to have a threesome or something, like find out what makes you feel uncomfortable about it and then set those boundaries. And same with anything, like 
hey, I'm cool with doing anal, but I only want a toy in there, not you or whatever. Just like having those boundaries will also make you feel more secure. And then you'll start to find things that you like and you'll feel more sexual over time. And also, I don't think women masturbate enough. I think that that's a pretty big, like across the board thing I've noticed. Women are oh always God. relying on like, oh, I've got to go find a guy to be with or else I'm never going to get, you know, like, dude, buy a fucking sex toy. Because if you don't, if you aren't sure if you want a guy to do it to you, why don't you try it on yourself first? Like if you like it and when you do it, you might like it when someone else does it too. But and if, there's a huge, there's a huge, there's a huge to me, like if you're relying on someone else to take care of you all the time, like you're going to be disappointed. And then you're going to, you're going to be bitchy. <laughs> Even more so because you're going to have like not blue balls, I guess like blue ovaries. <laughs> it's not going to, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad news bears. I always tell my friends that like, you have got to either get laid or like take care of it constantly. Like I'm, I'm saying like every day, if not every day, every other day. Yeah, you, and that's like, it spikes your libido too. If you're, you know, never masturbating or never having like good orgasms, then you're just adjusting to that. But if you start like making that happen for yourself, then you can make it happen like in a sexual place with someone else too, you know? Yep. And then the, there's um, one other thing I wanted to talk about too. And I, I don't, I know you probably dealt with a lot of this just because you went through your medical stuff and, and you can maybe touch on that. But like, I know there's stages of life and there's things where people are like really struggling health wise and it's just not there. And if you are dealing with that, or let's say you're on antidepressants or if you're on anti-anxiety medication and that stuff can all crush your sex drive. Um, so if you're on those things, like I would highly recommend trying to get off of them, like going to the gym more, trying to like try alternative stuff. Like if you're, if you're in a state that allows you to smoke weed or do edibles or something like that to like deal with your anxiety or deal with your stress levels so that you're not crushing your sex life with a drug. But if it is a situation where you're in like a health, you have health issues and you're struggling, like what would you recommend for somebody as, and maybe you could even touch on your story a little bit. Um, I totally understand. Like for instance, right now I have Crohn's and you know anything about Crohn's, you're either pooping or throwing up everything every day. And, uh, it definitely doesn't make you feel sexy, you know, and at times like, your stomach gets descended. It's not a fun disease by any means. Um, you also have chronic fatigue. So there are plenty of days when I'm like, I'm so horny, but I'm also so tired. Do I, do I have an orgasm or do I go to sleep? And I compromise. Like I understand that my body is tired and it's telling me it's tired for a reason. And so instead of having this huge, like, oh, I'm so tired. I just, I can't ever get laid. I, like I said, I compromise. I'll have sex or, um, you know, or masturbate, whatever. And then I'll go to sleep, but I'm not going to try to force my body to have this hour long issue, you know, like when I'm tired and not really that into it, but I still make sure that I do have orgasms of some type because it's good for your, it's just good for hormone levels it's good for your sleep i mean your recovery everything it's it's gonna keep your brain from you screaming at some random person in the grocery store it's weird that that's the one thing that we have to keep us sane but it is and it also keeps your part communicate that 
with your partner that, you know, Hey, I, you know, have X, Y, and Z medical issues, anxiety, bipolar, um, if even if it's something more like mine that's nutritionally based, I I would hope that your partner uh, can work on that with you. I mean, I went through chemo and radiation, and while I wasn't having the best sex life, um, I still tried to make sure that I at least was taking care of myself because it just kind of gives you a little pick up and go, you know. Um, so something yeah. like forcing it, and I don't mean forcing it in a, like, a bad way. I mean like making yourself do something like go to the gym and then come home, take a shower, masturbate, go to the gym, come home, take a shower, have sex, whatever your situation may be, um, is going to get you into a better routine of that. And over time, it's going to help you. It's going to help you mentally and physically just to feel good, you know? Yep. And with the holiday season coming around, like I would recommend, I used to do like boudoir photography for people. And I know that you're like, very very good this is like your whole livelihood right now is like you're so artistic and creative I love looking at your images but like that kind of thing like doing something like that for yourself like going and getting dolled up and like getting a photo shoot of yourself to give to your man or your girlfriend or whoever it is for Christmas so that like you can feel really good and then give them a gift to make them feel good and it's just something that like makes makes for a good sex oh yeah you know, interaction. I think, like, women, I think that a lot of times we tend to need this, like, or we think we do, we need, like, this huge scenario. Like, we have to get this cute outfit, like, whenever they come home and there's, like, food ready. You know what I mean? But I think oh, yeah. I've, I've learned, like, as I've gotten older and I've had a lot less time on my hands, um, that, like, spur of the moment things are great, like, for instance, I was at, I probably could have been arrested, but luckily I wasn't. I was at um, a movie theater and they had a photo booth and I was like, okay, well, it doesn't display images on the outside. I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to like take off my shirt and take some like really funny pictures and I'm going to leave them somewhere for Nick. Like things like that not only make you feel sexy, but then it kind of, you know, it gets them riled up too to help you feel sexy. Because if a dude is just like wanting to bang and go, you're never going to feel, you know. Very, very good tips. I like that a lot. I feel like at Christmas, so, too, everybody's always, like, so focused on everything else. They forget about each other. So do something fun, right? Yeah. I, what I wanted for Christmas was Nick asked me what I wanted, and I said, I just want someone to watch Callie for, like, a whole night and part of the next morning so we could just, like, go downtown and get, like, shit-faced, make out in weird places, and have strange sex. That's all I wanted. <laughs> like you could keep your purses and all your other bullshit. You wanted a free night to yourself. That's yeah. good. I like it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you and they can find your artwork and where they should follow you, your Instagram, all that stuff. So I have two Instagrams. I have one that is um, a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of lifestyle stuff. Um, now I'm getting healthier. It'll have a lot more like gym stuff and diet, and diet and nutrition stuff on there. And that one is at Denise underscore D-E-U-X. So it's Denise Do. And then my only uh, sexual Instagram is Denise.Greenway. And I actually just built my own website. I got so tired of having my pictures on so many different sites. And so I built my own website and now I have like I think it's gotten up to over 700 images um, that I've loaded up to it. And it's just denisegreenway.com. 
And if I feel like some other models have messaged me that are interested in doing that type of thing as well, um, you know, opening up their own, whether it's lingerie site or whatever. Um, if you have any questions about that, send me an email. Or if you need help finding a good photographer, I can help you if I'm not in your area. Well, I am going to link all that in the description here so people can find you. And thank you so much for talking to us and helping everybody with their lives. That's awesome. All right, lady, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Let's talk about you.